you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shek. A gangbusters pair of shows last week with the world champion Seattle Seahawks now in the rearview mirror, but I encourage you to go back and dig them up. I think you'll enjoy them quite a bit. We talked with Michael X. Bennett on last Tuesday's show, and then on Thursday we talked with a trio of fellows. Michael Robinson, who's about as delightful as it gets. We talked with Jermaine Curse, also a delight, who I told before the game, I said, you know, I think personally you aren't excited about Percy Arvin's return because it might affect how many snaps you get. And he went out and scored a touchdown. So uh, we kibitzed about that a little bit. And then Bobby Wagner stuck his head in the door. And we also caught up with Jared Allen for good measure. So go back and dig those ones up. Now, though, let's, let's look forward. We're going to be talking with one of the stronger, uh, play, uh, one of the better players on one of the stronger NFC rosters. Changing though it may be is the word from the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk to Randall Cobb coming up here in just a little bit. In fact, he's joining us in Studio 66. And speaking of which, in Studio 66 right now, two of my favorites seated to my immediate right. First of all, my main man from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. He said facetiously. I don't know what that means. Did you not listen to yourself say that Randall Cobb's going to be sitting here face to face with me? The man who personally ended the Chicago Bears season. Ah, you're right. Yeah, but listen, you've only been a Bears fan for one year, so I don't know how much it can I've got to work up being egregious. Yeah, fair enough. And then also seated directly across from me, all the way from England, is our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. 
Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed, Dave. It's Combine Week. It's an exciting time of yes, year. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Randall Cobb, a guy who really made a name for himself from day one in the NFL, he not did. long after the Combine, he was projected to be, if nothing else, a great kick returner, and he was, because you'll in remember. In very first game, he Returned was, a kickoff for a touchdown against the Saints, and that ended up being the margin of victory, and that propelled them to almost go undefeated in the regular season. I want to talk to him about that season. Out of my University of Kentucky. Why is that out of your university? I'm a, I'm a big fan. I had no idea you that go. you had embraced the Wildcats yeah, of Kentucky. The Wildcats of Kentucky. Ah, you're like an onion. Just keep yes, peeling you away. Exactly. All right. <laughs> and uh, to talk combine and uh, really one of the more knowledgeable guys, a guy who I've said it before, I will say it again now, I don't know when, but he will be an NFL GM at some point soon. You know him on Twitter as at MoveTheSticks. Here in Studio 66, he's our dear, dear friend. It's Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop with you, fella? Well, Dave, I think uh, once you start a new habit, it's tough to break. And the last time I think I was on the podcast, it was the plane cast. Yes. So I was communicating while we were moving, and I just kind of want to keep that theme alive. So (laughs) I had to get out of there, get in my car, and drive home and and do this podcast while I'm in a vehicle. (laughs) Because I I just think the conversation just flows better when when we're physically moving, not just just stationary. Well, that's why he's moved the sticks, right, as well. I love it. You know what? Maybe I'm happy as our go-to, even when we can't be in more luxurious forms of transportation, whether it's on a boat or a plane. Maybe we should always just be in the car. We kibitz and we record it as we go. We all just go into our separate cars and have a phone conversation. That'd be fine with me. What would be, DJ, your favorite, uh, because we have thrown it out there to the audience, the plane cast, which was now two or three weeks ago, was very well received by the listener. I encourage you to go dig that one up, too. But what would you say for our next adventure out on the roads or sea or, or, you know, wherever else? Where would you like it to be, DJ? Well, I think what could be the most entertaining would also be the most terrifying for me, and that would be the hot air balloon. Oh. <laughs> I think we could all fit in there. I think the flame would probably be a little bit noisy, but it would be kind of a steady noise that we could get used to. Um, but I don't. I think I would be kind of curled up. I would not be. Peaking. I wouldn't be standing tall in the hot air balloon. Uh, are you? Are you, you sold it to me? Are you Book anch- it, black tie? Are you anchored in on that thing? No. What do you mean anchored in? Like what happens if you just decided to jump? Would, then you'd be nothing... falling. Why would Why would anybody do that then? Jump. No. Why would you go into <laughs> it thing? It's like a. It's a big air. It's like a. It's got flames and it's made of wicker. It's a picnic basket yeah, carrying you. Flammable. A flammable yeah. picnic basket <laughs> on the bottom of fire. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was particularly well thought out. No. And the technology hasn't been upgraded uh, really sufficiently. All, all right, right, listen. What about a four-man bobsled? Oh, you know, all right. Now you've upset, not upset me, but you've taken me away from what I wanted to talk about, namely the combine. But I've been watching, and now i got to speak out on this thing. DJ, have you watched any Winter Olympics? I have watched less than five minutes of the winter. Oh, yeah, because you're busy watching all the tape, getting ready for the combine coming up in Indianapolis, NFL.com and NFL Network. Uh, Jeremiah will be uh, kibitzing about that. You're going, aren't you, handsome? I am, yeah. I got left off the list. I'm I'm stuck here. I want to be in Indy where all, where all the movers and shakers are going to be. I'm going to be here watching the conclusion of the Winter Olympics, though. DJ and fellas, listen. Why is there a why do we live in a world 
where there is a four-man bobsled with these two freeloaders in the second and third <laughs> chairs. I w- I, you could make a case, well, they, they serve a purpose, except that there's a two-man bobsled, which by definition makes it uh, makes it obsolete. You don't need the second and third guys. They're just in there along for the ride. How say you, Jeremiah? Well, I think you can tie it together with football, as you would say, you know, some 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 football players just kind of all along the ride with their team, so they all mm. get a ring. Uh, you know, you got to have somebody's butt to keep that seat warm. That's the way the, that's the way that game works. Here's the thing with it, though: that's the, even if you're the two man bobsled, if you're not the driver, the the awful bit about that is I don't know how you continue to be interested in participating if you're not the driver because once you're in the thing in the vessel you're you have to keep your head down the whole way right you're the only person on the face of the earth that cannot watch it you well, know? I have a theory you know you know, you know who, who would love that sport but who will never fit in a bobsled is Lamar Odom because you just tell him look seriously all I gotta do is sit here I don't have to do anything I don't have to run up and down the court I don't have to hustle bobsled defense I can just sit in here good okay yeah I'm in I have a theory on number two and three. I reckon number two is going, wee the whole way down. And number three is going, are we nearly there yet? What kind of thing is this that we devote our eyeballs to once every four years where we gather around and we watch this thing, which is, I mean, it's visually compelling watching somebody go down through the ice tunnel like that. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, once you've seen it happen once or twice, all right, you get it. It's the exact same thing. It's like when you watch a football game, play to play, it's different. But the 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 start and fit, it looks exactly the same aside from the colors on their hats and on their uh, unitards. And besides that, and, and it comes down to hundredths of a second. But Who I cares think, I think about all, this? All of these have potential for massive disasters, like all of them, ski jump, luge, all those things. Bad accidents could happen. I think that's kind of why you're watching is for the one time that the tray that the guy's lying on to flip over or the or the ski jump. I mean, everyone's that's waiting much... for the ski jump to to go badly wrong. And I, you know, the, the spirit of the Olympics is supposed to be amateurs. I want to see people like just choose one person from each country. They've never done this before. Like Eddie and then the Eagle. Now go, yeah, like Eddie the Eagle. Now go ski jumping and let's see what happens. Yeah, because yeah. it seems like every event in the Winter Olympics, the ultimate goal is just not to die. Yeah. The skeleton, the luge, the bobsled, do ski jumping, anything. Do something you're not supposed to do. Yeah. It's so unnatural to go do that stuff. But. There's gunplay. There's yeah. actual yeah. gunplay in <laughs> that is integral to the one event, the biathlon. You're yeah. skiing uphill, which skiing, doesn't make any ski, sense. And, and then, then shoot, shoot stuff. Yeah. Might as well be drinking. Like, yeah. why don't you we get it all? Rank, rank. <laughs> you know, you know, you'll be able, you'll, you'll understand this question, being as where you're from. But you know who? What the hell does that years. mean? This, you know, you know who must hate the Winter Olympics. Who is the guy that is in charge of the slides at Raging Waters? Because you always <laughs> tell those guys only one at a time. You cannot go down with two or three of your friends at once. But with this kind of inspiration, the Olympics provide, you're going to take that chance. If you get booted, you get booted. Yeah, at the end of the day, at six o'clock, when you know the last couple of rides at Raging Waters are gone. Yeah, we went four man bobsled down that thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of football in the little bit of time we, we have remaining. First of all, I was struck by, on the aforementioned plane cast, you floated what I thought was a pretty uh, bold thought, and that's that the Cleveland Browns are well-positioned to win double digits. Explain yourself, DJ. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, we kind of put that out there a little bit. People on Twitter said, oh, you know, the Browns have lost, you know, for 100 years. You know, come on, give me a break. 
But look, look at all, just look at the, the all pro and pro bowl rosters where they have stud players at key positions. Now, they've got a couple guys that are free agents they need to lock up. Alex Mack, TJ Ward, uh, two, two big time guys, but they have plenty of salary cap space. You've got a premier player at left tackle. You've got Josh Gordon, the premier receiver. You've got a Pro Bowl tight end. Um, they can solve the running back position in the middle round of this draft if they wanted to, and they'll be fine there. On the defensive side of the ball, Phil Taylor is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Jabal Sheard's a good-looking edge rusher. We'll see what they have with Mingo going forward. But you got Joe Hayden, a premier corner. If they re-sign T.J. Ward, a top safety. I mean, they have got a lot of talent if they can just get steady QB play. I don't, they don't have to have a superstar. Even if Brian Hoyer could just stay healthy, I think this team's a team very capable of winning nine or ten games with everything else they have around them. Two first-round picks this year, a lot of money to spend in free agency. If they get this offseason right, I don't think it's outlandish to see this team as a 10-win team next year. Right, in 2014. And, you know, that begs the question for me, like you were talking about with the quarterbacks, uh, you know, as it's easy to predict if you've watched football for more than four years or so, if you followed it over the decades, it is true that there's an ebb and flow. And while the offenses can't be stopped, oh, well, now here comes the defense. So, given the fact that, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, but he, he didn't achieve the weird, uh, the weird uh, classification uh, of being elite. And instead, they win that game by, or they win the Super Bowl, I think. By you know being able to grind you on the ground and dominate on defense, so is there a chance that maybe philosophically the teams in the league are now going to go in that direction and try and be dominant defensively, or do you expect that all the noise when it all comes down to it, it's going to be for the Browns? It's going to be Bridgewater or Johnny Football. Yeah, I think that's probably what it's going to be, just because they've been searching for this quarterback for so long. Um, you know, maybe they could, maybe they could, you know, strike gold like the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson in the third round. Uh, but but the, the odds are more likely you're going to hit on, on taking a player in the first round. It just is what it is. So uh, I, I still think they have two ones. One of them will be dedicated to a quarterback, and I'm guessing it'll probably be that first one. Well, but the, but but do you guys you you certainly must you were with the Browns and the Ravens and the Eagles. Is there in house are there numbers that indicate that you swing and miss more on one position than another one? Because it seems to me that the old you know in the seventies growing up in Pittsburgh, it was always hey that's what the that's what the Steelers do is they take best player available regardless of need or anything else. It almost feels to me like depth is everything now more than elite quarterback or anything else. It's about how deep your team is again the Niners and Seahawks were the two best teams because they were the deepest teams so does it matter if Sammy Watkins is there versus a coin flip of a guy like you don't know what Johnny football is going to be or Anthony Barr who seems like everybody's really hip on or Khalil Mack a guy who's definitely going to be a great NFL player you so you're I mean obviously you just answered the question but isn't there merit in taking the best player available that, rather than trying to land this elite quarterback, which we now understand isn't a requirement to win the Super Bowl. Well, I would just use a different word and say they don't need they don't need you know Bridgewater, Mandel, or Bortles to be elite for them to be a good football team. They need a solid, steady, functional player, and I feel like they think they'd have a better shot of landing that steady, functional player with that first round pick as opposed to waiting. Um, so I, I think it's kind of twofold. I think. Yeah, you can make a case you could you could pick a different position, but I also think, especially with the salary being dropped down, you don't have to hit a home run with that quarterback in the first round. You just need to get a good, solid, steady player that can that can use the talent around him, and you can win a Super Bowl. You don't have to be 
you know, the prototype anymore to, to win a Super Bowl. We've seen that the last few years. You just need a guy that can be steady. And, uh, and that's what I would guess they'll feel about. They'll fall in love with one of these three quarterbacks. And I think Ray Farmer he came out the other day and said he already knew which one he would take if the draft were tomorrow. So it sounds like they've, they've uh, whether or not it's been worthy of their love, they, they are in love with somebody. Well, he came out and said that he liked Mariota out of uh, Oregon more than any of these guys and wasn't a big Johnny Manziel fan. Does that lead me to believe that he loves Johnny Manziel and he's just trying to put a smoke screen out there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, this is definitely liar season. And the fact that the draft got pushed back now, now I think you're going to get to see it like you're going to have to sprinkle in the truth somewhere. You're going to have to sprinkle it in just so they don't say, okay, well, this is the one thing they haven't said, so obviously that's <laughs> what they're going to do. So the lying is going to go to a whole new level. There's got to be a laid-out plan here. You know, the two lies and the truth, is it three lies and the truth? When do you have to sneak that truth in there? Somewhere. Well, do they have that in a code, like somewhere on a wall? Yeah, exactly, right? You slap that thing on the way out of the out of the dressing room in the front office, yeah. It is one of those things everybody talks about. Well, you know, you can never believe what a GM and what personnel guys say. Does Did anybody say that to you when you were the Eagles? Did Andy Reid ever pull you aside and say, listen, here's how we do things. We lie, and here's how we structure our lies. When you talk to the media, here's how you sell them on our phony agenda. Does that happen? I, I, I won't tell you. I worked for three teams, so I won't tell you where, where this came from. Um, but I, we did have a meeting one time where something had got out. It was a player that we liked, and it was published somewhere, and it could have just been somebody guessing, getting it right. But for some reason, that was a player that we really liked, and it got out there that the Ravens – wait, did I just say the Ravens? I just I just pulled it out. <laughs> we'll anyway, erase that. We'll fix that. Now, we'll now fix do that. you know. Okay, so I'm with the Ravens. Oh, what the heck? It's been a long time. Um, so we had a meeting. I was like, look, don't don't, uh, don't don't go – nobody talks to the media. We keep everything in-house here. We, we, we let the media know what they need to know, whether or not that's accurate or not. That, that's our decision. So it's kind of like it was them saying without saying it, okay, uh, if we want to take them down, out, you know, take the media out to a pasture, uh, we, we know how to do that. What a funny thing, and it, because I've talked to a couple guys with the Browns, people who would know what the Browns' brain trust is thinking, and they've said, oh, yeah, they just don't like uh, Teddy Bridgewater. They're just not fans. But you say that you think that is the QB that they most desire. Do you think they want him more than Johnny Football? I don't know. That's just my guess. But that's uh, uh, when I look at guys that could come in right now and kind of fit in with what, they're, with what they have. Um, I can make a pretty strong case that Bridgewater is, you know, the most ready guy to step in and play right away with a team that's got a pretty good young nucleus that I think is ready to win. Um, so, you know, I, I you know, Manziel's my top rated quarterback. I, I really like Johnny Manziel. Is that an ideal for, fit for him in Cleveland in that division and, you know, all those uh, outdoor games, cold weather games, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati? Probably not the best fit for him. Uh, whereas Bridgewater, I think, might fit him a little bit better. But the problem is, when they said that they didn't like Bridgewater, that was the old regime as well. So they're playing the double smokescreen because they're saying the wrong thing, and then they fire all the people that were saying it anyway. <laughs> so now we really don't know what they're what they're. But thinking. I'll tell you this: anybody that that left through this little recent herd that they had in Cleveland, you can bet that everybody picking, you know, Oakland picking five, uh, Atlanta picking right around there, all these teams, Tampa, you can guarantee. That you know, Michael Lombardi, if he's you know in New England, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, you can bet that those teams are getting in touch with him. All right, who did Ray Farmer really like? What, what do you think he's going to do? Here? Ah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. So the and and I guess he would have no incentive not to share that information, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he. I mean, I don't know if he truly knows, but he has worked with him for the last year, 
you would think at some point in time, you know, you'd go for a jog or grab a meal in the cafeteria, you, you'd kind of figure out which guy he was leaning towards. All right, last thing, DJ. Whoa, this DJ, happens every- DJ said he has to take his son to football practice today, guys. All right, He's black go. tie. When he goes, uh, it- you know what, black tie. I give him. I, I still have two more minutes before I get to my house, so I'm running a little. Uh, Why are so you, you in a little traffic? What are you, the police? What are you? What are you? Five zero, black tie. Father of the year. Obviously, I wasn't good enough to win Shecky Sidekick of the Year, whatever that Whoa. crap that you gave to Henry. <laughs> but, but I do want to win Father of the Year, and Kitty's looking out for me. So I got more bad that. news for you. Uh, Handsome Hank came up with the idea for the plane cast, so he's already in uh, in the lead for 2014, too. you got to wow. bring something to the table, <laughs> DJ. Don't worry. There's what, a lot of time wait, hey, left. I, hey, DJ's wait, a big wait, shot. Wait. He was in Eisen's podcast earlier today. Of course actually. he was. What? Hey, I, I, pulled, I pulled the triple today, boys. I, I did the college football podcast, the Eisen podcast, and the Dampenshire podcast. Oh, wow. I don't. I don't know even what to think. And then, and don't you say wow either, handsome Hank? Because I've heard uh, I've heard tale that you paid a visit to the Around the League podcast. They're great guys. Well, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of great guys. I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I sat in there today. I had to do some some other stuff in the podcast. We had to do some voiceovers for some highlight deals for Franfell uh, dot com. And I walked in there, and the Around the League boys were in there doing their thing. I've never seen. Uh, you know, I've been faithful. I have not even listened to one of their podcasts Good. before. Yes. Saw them in there doing <laughs> their podcast, and they were playing a game and giving away a toaster, which all this buzz about the Around the League podcast, I mean, are they just bribing? Are they just bribing their listeners with, with free kitchen appliances? I mean, what what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> what are they supposed oh, to do, lean on their charisma? They don't no. have any. They've got, oh. They have you know, to bribe people. After we had a contest to give away Hank's sweatshirt at the Super Bowl, oh, all of a sudden we're giving away a toaster. Uh, and you know what? We're not stopping there, DJ. We're going to give away. We have some uh, signed photographs of some uh, some luminaries from the world of pigskin. Marcus Allen. We have his autographed headshot. Maurice Jones, Maurice Jones, Drews, and then also Blake Bortles. Which, in order, in five years from now, rank those in order of value: Daniel Jeremiah, Marcus uh, Allen, Blake Marcus Bortles. Allen will be one, right? Uh, Maurice Jones, Drew will still be two, and Bortles will be three. Oh, so you're saying Bortles is uh, a mediocre player then? I'm saying Bortles will be a, just a, a good, a good NFL quarterback, but he's not going to be an elite player up there at the top where you'd be where you'd be Jonesing for that autograph. Whereas Maurice Jones, Drew, you're already in Southern California. There's some UCLA fan you're going to be able to get a big chunk of money for. And we're, you've got Marcus Allen, who also happens to be local and a Hall of Famer. He's a no doubter. He's we no don't have listen. The the Czech Republic knows no borders. DJ, open your brain, man. Open your mind. We know we we travel to all corners of the uh, of the big blue marble. Now, my question is this: Every year, this happens. Some guy. There was buzz about Ziggy Ansah for about yep. six months to a year, let's say, before the combine. By the time that thing was over, though, he'd shot all the way up. Oh, he's definitely a top ten. How high up is he going to go? Tavon Austin sort of was that. Who's that Who's that guy this year? Oof. I'm going to say uh, a couple guys that will get some momentum coming out of this thing. Brandon Cooks, a wide receiver from Oregon State, is a really good player. I have him kind of with a late first-round pick. I think he's going to run really fast, and you'll start to hear more about him. But I'll give you one kind of out of the left field. Terrence West is a is a running back out of Townsend and a small hmm. school guy, but he is really really good. And I think if he has a he has a he runs you know low four five, he's going to he's going to put up good numbers on the bench. He's going to be two hundred and twenty plus pounds. I think that'll be a name people don't necessarily know coming into the combine, but they'll be aware of coming out of. 
Is there anyone who, well, first of all, I, I guess the opposite of that, then answer that side of it. Who's going to drop based on their woeful performance? Oh, about a woeful, woeful performance. But I've been told by a couple people that one of my favorite players is not going to run that fast. That's Jarvis Landry from LSU. Hmm. I love him as a player receiver. He's tough. He reminds me of Anquan Bolden. I saw uh, Mayock today compared him to Heinz Ward. I mean, those are two pretty good guys to be compared to. But I was told he's probably going to run high 4-6, so that'll probably probably bother some people uh maybe that'll allow him to drop a little bit but just a really really good player if Clowney does do anything close to what he's predicted namely running a 4-4 will that just will that uh um solidify him will that be like well of course now that's the only pick that the texans can possibly make it'll make it really tough on him i mean the 40 is not the uh be all end all you know event for a defensive end but, uh, what is? Yeah, I always wonder rare. about that. I, you know, I listen. I use my eyeballs, and it's hard to extrapolate a guy who's playing, you know, mid-level Division One. But if mm. a, you know, if a guy's dominant at LSU or he's dominant in the Big Ten, I think you can make a pretty decent case. Yeah, he's going to translate in the NFL. Why is the combine? What's your? I mean, do you, as a guy who now with three NFL teams, and then also has the ability to apply his eyeballs and just judge him based with that, do you care what the? Is the combine more important, or is watching what he did in college more important? All right, rank, rank. Help me out here. I mean, this is TV gives him the two minute warning. We get the two minute <laughs> warning, and it's buzzing down last thirty seconds, and I get the where do babies come from. From damn <laughs> What's Rank going to do? What do you think he's... I'll, I'll take all... Co- I want you first, Jeremiah. We'll throw down and then Rank. <laughs> all right, well, fine. The combine, the combine... Look, you need to get accurate height, weights, and speeds on these guys. It is important. It is important. But these juniors have never been officially heighted or weighted. You need to find out. Why is really that though? Weight. Why don't the colleges just be required to do that? Why can't they, they do? Just... It, they do it with the seniors. So the kids coming through, the scouts go through there in the spring, and they get official numbers on the soon-to-be senior class. They don't do it with underclassmen. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, part of the reason being that the the colleges are you know trying to keep those kids in school for another year. They don't want guys to come out early, uh, so you, know, you don't get all the information. So that's why you get that at the combine. But everything's going to be focused on the testing. And that's because that's the raw data we can look at. Probably, um, you know, as important, if not more important, is what you're going to see in the on-field workout. Like for linebackers, watching these guys trying to run around, cover, open their hips, do different things that you might not see a lot of on tape. You know, is it an undersized defensive end? You're going to convert to linebacker, see him go through those drills. Watching receivers up close have to run a lot of different routes instead of just bubble screen right and left, which we see with so many colleges. So. Uh, there, there's a lot of useful stuff you get out of the combine, aside from just you know watching a guy run in a straight line and get a time. All right, so your answer is you like the combine more than tape. Come on! If you no. had to choose, if I said you could only do one or the other. You can't see his combine stuff, or you can't see what he did in college. Oh no! Yeah, watch the tape. DJ, oh, save yourself. Just go. Just go. Oh, black guy. You're the, you're, you're the creep of all creeps. You can always drop the call. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I got to <laughs> tell you this true story. True story. So my, my, my flag football team here for my son, he's 10. And uh, Coach is a super guy. He actually works for, like, the DEA. So this is, you know, guy's wow. hardcore. So after, I'm just a parent. I'm not going to get involved. You know, like, hey, I, I just want my son to have fun. It's way too many people take all these new sports so seriously. I'm just going to sit off the side and watch so after the first practice that I go to, I come over to the coach afterwards and I give him the money for the uniform, right, to get the to get the uniform. Friday night likes flag football, and uh, he goes, uh, you know, oh thanks, thanks. I follow you on Twitter. 
nice. Assure you. So I, I have, you know, look, my, my celebrity goes very small, but uh, with, with the youth football coaches in the in the Inland Empire, we have a strong following, and I think it's all devoted to the Damashek podcast. I'm guessing he probably was introduced to me via the plane cast, and it's, it's just waiting on the <laughs> for, for the hot air balloon cast soon to come. All right, go coach what team flag is it, football. By the way? Do they well, do we the are, call? We are the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, I love that they do that with the youth teams now. Like all the Little League baseball teams do college baseball. Wow. And all the Friday Night Lights teams do college football. I guess that's cool, except, well, first of all, Virginia Tech has the ugliest color scheme in, in all of America. It's, it's not great. It's not great. And, all, and, and the coach was actually trying to decide between gray. We have the maroon jersey, gray, or white pants. Do you have a vote on that, Dave? Yeah, I do. I like the, uh, first of all, I like the shoulder striping, the ones that go on the shoulder, not around the arms, if you know what I'm yep. talking about when yep, Virginia that, goes that. that looks good. I go with the white pants because they're the least offensive of the options, but you're hamstrung by the the university's founding fathers who thought it a good idea to go maroon and orange. Well, the, the other thing that's tough for me is here we're Virginia Tech, my son's playing quarterback, and they gave him number five instead of number seven. So oh, like, no. He's going to be Marcus Vick instead of Michael Vick. Maybe this is bad <laughs> That's not good at all. Why would they stick him with five? Uh, <laughs> well, see, that, that's where uh, a good uh, parenting hand will come in here and uh, have to have to overcome the, the scourge of Marcus Vick. All right, listen, Daniel Jeremiah, go have a great time in Indianapolis, and then we'll kibitz with you upon your return. Sounds good, Dave. I'm looking yeah. at Twitter right now, and it also says right here, it says, like, hey, Rich and I had on Move the Sticks on their podcast wow. today. How, you know that's what? All, that's, I'm going to have to, you know what, Rank, you and I. Dave, that's a compliment to you and, and the, the development that you've had and, and where I am right now. How, you, you, don't patronize you, you've me. Established me. You've established me. Don't you patronize me, Jeremiah. Cut him off, I said, black tie. Rank, you and I are going to have to have a very serious conversation about this Jeremiah and about this handsome Hank yeah. and all this running around going on behind you're, our backs. You're either with us or you're against <laughs> us. You make the call right now. All right, I'm out. Uh, yes! Uh, I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off. If I, if, it uh, I, I'm sure if, if you guys, you know, if Dave doesn't want me anymore, I'm sure there's more than a toaster or a microwave waiting for me with the other one. Don't you threaten me! You don't threaten me! Don't you know who I am? Hey, DJ, why don't we do a plane cast on the way back from here uh, together? That, you know what? We could just oh, set nice, up by ourselves. Nice. I see you working, Henry. I don't even know what. I don't even know what anymore. I, my head spins. All right, goodbye, Jeremiah. And I don't like him sitting on the line when I'm disparaging him, Black Tie. <laughs> I want you to cut him off. You don't leave him there to hear my words. I'm not a man. I don't want I don't want real men hearing what I say so that they can use it against me and then suck uh, and then and then uh, punch me in the jaw the next time they see me. I don't need that. I'm a, don't you understand? I'm passive aggressive. I don't do that face to face with people. Dave, you do know this is a podcast and he can listen to it at any time. I suppose he could. Yeah. And you know what? You're another one. Why don't the two of you go off? That's you know? what I just suggested. I know you did. Now listen. Handsome Hank. Oh, yeah. Before uh, I ask you about True Detective, what about how fellas should we give away the aforementioned headshots there? Marcus Allen, Maurice Jones Drew, Blake Bortles, signed, by the way. What do you do? I mean, I, uh, to me, all, my, before we my get first to this, did we, did we actually get rid of my hoodie? Oh, yes. yes. I, I, no one told me that. As far as I know, it's in Adam Rank's wardrobe. No, yeah. indeed. Tell the tale, Rank. A young man named Will McDonough. Approached me. It wasn't on Super Bowl Boulevard, so I almost disqualified him 
on a technicality, but he saw me in the uh, radio row, the media in center. Radio, in the, he's a member of the media. He's then. not a member of the media. He had, he's a high school student who got right. a guest pass just to just so come in. find you. Just to come in, and uh, he wanted to see Dave and see everybody who was uh, participating everybody. in all the. Well, no, it was a, he's a, he's learning. He wants to Not one everybody. day join us as colleagues. Okay. What about you? You're upset that I'm giving you the and the rest. Yeah, Gilligan's Isle. But I, but I didn't see him. Well, I'm sorry you I missed him. I wanted them. to meet the the young man that has my. I'm thrilled for him. By the yeah, way. he was very. Uh, he was. Uh, this isn't hostility towards him. I'm, I'm sure he's a big was, around the league podcast fan. Why don't you go? To heck? <laughs> he. He was he he was kind of forlorn because he figured it was it was gone it was long gone I'm right. like nope it's right here in my bag boom there you go I glad glad handed with him and his uh, brothers they were yeah all nice yeah fellas. they came yeah, by I saw yeah. them all hey so we we got to give those uh, now we got to give away these autographs and I said you know I like doing it the Here's- Czech Republic the rank amateurs the black sheep which is black ties fan club. And Handsome Hank, what did we decide for well, you again? Well, I like the Hank Amateurs, but that was thrown out. The Handsome Devils, I think. The Handsome Devils is a good Devils. name. Yeah, the Handsome Devils. Let, what do we? I think we get good questions from a group of all those people put together. Mm-hmm. I think when, I, when we solicit good Twitter questions for us to ruminate on, you usually come through. So do we do it that way, Black Tie? Just the best, best Twitter questions <laughs> for us to answer with a hashtag what? DDFP? Hashtag DDFP. Send them in, and uh, we'll take a look at them th- all throughout the week. Best questions. You don't like that rank. I, well, my first idea would be that if you come to the Brea Improv on February 26th, <laughs> where I will incidentally be performing, I will have all three there, and you just come up and say, I'm a fan of the DDFP. I guess, I mean, that's one way to we go. Could we could get one. Brea Improv. At the Brea Improv on February right. 26th, 8 p.m. Right. Uh, if you, But you have to get the free tickets How first. How would you get tickets? By approaching me on Twitter and saying, hey, I'll be at your show. All right, I'm down to... for that. I, but you I don't said, have to do no, that. That's I'm just down, one suggestion. I'm, no, I'm down for one of those, not all three. We're not no, giving all Blake three. The Blake Bortles one. Well, that's, what, that's the next the question. Blake, which, which is the best? Which is the one no one that wants. is? Blake Bortles. You think so? Yeah, right now, no. Of those three, well, listen, no one wants the Blake Bortles one. Blake Bortles right now is expected to be a better NFL player than Russell Wilson was at this exact same moment two right. years ago. So if Blake Bortles if, is a Super Bowl champion three years from now, is then he you'll a Hall be... Of Famer? Is he, though? Cause no. I don't know. He's what do you mean? He's not a Hall of Famer now. Marcus Allen's a Hall of Famer. Who, Clearly that's... who would you rather have? Would you rather have Russell Wilson right now or, or, or Maurice Jones-Drew? I don't why, why because I'm saying if in two or three years Blake Bortles wins a Super Bowl, then you're gonna be you're gonna you're you gonna be upset that you didn't Chris, take him. Christian Ponder was drafted in the top ten not too long ago right. either. Would you rather I understand. Have, would you rather have that's Christian the, Ponder or would you rather have MJD? Well, the deba- that's the debate. It depends. Is your glass half uh, full or glass half empty when it comes to uh, and is it filled with Bortles and James? I'm trying to complete. I, that was a that was pretty close. That, that was me no that selling close. that. I there's something there's something about your glass half empty or full and his name is Bortles and and Bartles and oh. James. Maybe it's a reach. I don't know if the kids remember reach, yeah. Bartles and James That's... wine coolers. They were all the rage in the late eighties. I know that much. Black tie, have you ever had uh, Bartles and James wine coolers? I have not, but I'll tell you what I do have. What? I got a shout out, guys. Oh, Whoa! a shout out. A, a shout, shout out. out. We haven't heard one in forever. Well, you're going to have to bite your tongue, Black Tie. We want to hear the shout out. But here he comes coming through the door now. Uh, our main guest today. It's Randall Cobb. Do 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 da 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 down. But down. Boom, bam, bam, Dave. 
All right, coming into Studio 66 right now, one of the guys who gets to play with A.J. Hawk, one of our very favorite guys in all the NFL, and the guy that I anointed some three years ago, the best QB, not just now, but the guy who will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's talk about all of it with number 18 of the Green Bay Packers. Randall Cobb, what's the poop, fella? <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? Well, I'm doing well. And first, may I say, we like to review the fashions of people who come into Studio uh-oh. 66. <laughs> Don't uh-oh, because I got nothing but praise. Well, good, what is that, good. a tuxedo jacket well, man, I, I, I came out here to California with sweats and T-shirts and <laughs> shorts, and they told me I needed to dress up, and I didn't have anything, so I had to go buy something real quick. It's if very you know, smart. I'm not wrong, though. It is a tuxedo I jacket think it is. you're I wearing. I think it is yeah. tuxedo. Nah, it's just the way it looks. It's yeah. got the invisible tie going, too, yeah, which is a nice look. tie. I wore it with jeans to kind of dress it down a little bit. Nice Man, pocket You square. can't see the socks as well. Those socks are incredible. Yeah, got some colorful socks. socks. That's, a, that, that's <laughs> how he says the word socks. If socks. I'm sorry. You. Those socks are incredible. Yeah. Um, and Randall Cobb, may I also say, I don't mind telling you, you happen to have uh, your eyes are, are hypnotic. Yeah. What color don't are those? Don't look too long into them. What, is, that right? <laughs> is that what happens? Something yeah, bad's yeah, going to happen? No, I don't know about that. You know what? I told, I've told other people this, and I'm going to tell it to you now, Randall yeah. Cobb. Do you know what happens? You know how when men look into the eyes of Medusa, they turn into stone? Yeah. When women look into Damashek's eyes, they turn into mush. Is that the same effect with you? For the most part. That's yeah. what I always tell the ladies, too. Don't look too long. You'll fall in love. And, yeah. you know, that whole sap, <laughs> sap story. We don't need to get into that right now. Hey, we, <laughs> like I say, we love talking to A.J. Hawk. And uh, right after the, uh, the I, I'm sorry, the, the Week 17 game in Soldier Field, you make that play, and we were talking about the drive and what was going on from. I think you we've know, covered this at great length. As, I don't think we need. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. You did what you had to do. I know, but I feel bad for him. I mean, just to go to Soldier Field like that and break their heart is just tough. Talk about though, because so, so he's telling us AJ Hawk is what it was like for a defender to be standing on the sideline, the season hanging in the balance, watching this. You guys converting fourth down after fourth down and keeping this drive alive. Yep. But he said the 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 only moment that he ever really had any fear was when Rodgers put that ball in the air because he said it was up there for two months. You on the receiving end of that, and of course, if anybody forgets, Cobb of course catches the division winning touchdown. No, pass. we didn't forget. Thank you. <laughs> I wonder if maybe people are out of football brain now and they're in deluge or bobsledding or whatever (laughs) other hokum and we'll talk about that in a minute Randall. Uh but in the meantime what's going on in your head during the drive and then most importantly when rogers throws that ball and there's nobody within 15 yards of you or you does it flash through your brain don't you dare drop you drop this ball and you will never play again (laughs) in that play in that moment it did seem like that ball was up there forever like just just hanging up there just like uh in the movie The Little Giants, the toilet paper that's flying in the air it was like this slow motion, like it was never going to make it there. Uh, but, you know, I was able to make the catch. But you go back to the beginning of that, of that drive, um, that, that first, uh, first set of downs. Uh, I was on the sideline the first three plays. And then we were in that moment where we're going to punt it, where we're going to go for it. Aaron was yelling at Coach McCarthy. Coach McCarthy is looking like, what do I do? So we're going back right there. Then they call the play where I have to go out on the field. I drop the big coat. I go out there, and we barely get the playoff. Um, and, and we pick up that first 
fourth down and uh, just just going through that drive, it was like it was our moment right there just to make something happen. But, I mean, really, don't, don't jive me. I want the truth. Did it go through your head, even for a split second? Come on, just do like you did the first time you ever caught a ball. Two hands. Yeah, did, yeah. Did you it do really like did. that? Use oh, yeah. two hands and focus was, on what you have to do. I went back and looked at the picture. I, I'm like, I always make fun of people who body catch. I'm always uh-huh. one, catch with your hands, use your hands, catch the ball. And I look back at that picture, and I'm like, that. I'm, <laughs> I got my arms crossed making sure I secured that catch. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's one of those things where you have to really focus and lock in because those are usually the hardest ones when you're out by yourself. And your feet are going in. That's another big one, too. Like, don't trip. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do. <laughs> right. That's always my fear. It's like, I, I would know. I mean, you, you understand. You would know you're going to catch it. It's the trip. It's the field's not. It's not uh-huh. a great field out there. It's frozen yeah, it's over and everything. Field. Yeah, it's not one of the best. No, Who sure. is Randall Cobb? You've been around for a little while now. And the the obvious answer for you to throw out here is Aaron Rodgers. Who's the best QB you've ever seen? I think hands down, Aaron. I and, mean, you're his teammate. It'll get back to him if you say somebody no, I'm, else. I'm, but tell me why I you would, think so. I would tell you that if I didn't play for him, if I wasn't on his team. Uh, just what he brings to the game. Um you know he's he's a pocket passer that has the ability to scramble the uh, the, the ability to uh, elongate plays and uh, extend plays and, um, and be able to find receivers downfield that you didn't even know he could see. Uh, you know it's it's just moments that he's able to catch that flash and and, and be able to get the ball to the person. Does anybody could, the thing to me that stands out more than anybody else? Kaepernick has a, has a huge arm, obviously. Flacco does. Cutler does. But to me, it's the way Rodgers pulls the trigger. It yeah. happens in the blink of an eye. It does. And it looks to me like, and I've talked to a number of DBs about this, it just seems like the ball gets on the receiver much faster Fast. than the secondary thing. They're they're surprised by like, whoa, that I, I thought I had that ball and it was by me. I had trouble with Justin. When I came in my rookie year coming from college, I had never seen a ball come at me the way that his was coming at me. So it, it was definitely adjustment for me um, catching balls from him. Wait, wait. Jared Lorenzen wasn't your quarterback, was he? No, he that was, I was in, like, middle school when he played against <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, that's what I'm getting confused. Yeah, yeah, my quarterback at oh, Kentucky right. was Mike Hartline, Brian Hartline's right. little brother. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, and Tim Couch was eight years well, before yeah, he was yeah. way, right? that was Well, that's why I knew there was no chance. Yeah, yeah. You might not have even <laughs> heard of close. Tim Couch. You're like, what? His picture was on the yeah, wall Tim's somewhere. Tim's actually one of my good buddies, yeah. Okay. Yeah, still, yeah. So, uh, we talked to Hawk about this. What do you guys say to – I mean, that offense is so prolific – and well, I, 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 I'm fascinated by the thing that you guys will say to the media. Hey, we win as a team, lose as a team. Mm-hmm. But when uh, one team is so dominant on one side and not on the other, is there any friction with you and Hawk or you and anybody on that Absolutely team? It's like, not. listen, oh, we're, we're scoring 40 <laughs> a game. Can you guys help us out here? That's our job is to put up points. You know, regardless of uh, how our defense is playing, if they're getting a shutout, we still want to put up 40, 50 points. That's just our mindset is to put up points. Uh, so when we go into a game, we're, we're looking at every single drive as an opportunity for us to put points on the board. And when we don't put points on the board, we don't, we're not fulfilling our our duty as offense. Um, I've, I'm always fascinated by the choice of someone like you. You seem like a casual fella, a fun guy. How come Randall instead of Randy? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have an older sister named Randy. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, so she, it makes sense. Yeah, so I, I have an older sister named Randy um, That that's a half-sister, um, just my dad's daughter. So, uh, yeah, I got an older sister named Randy. Uh, actually – 
whenever I got to the Packers, Aaron started calling me Randy, and I was like too afraid to tell him, like, <laughs> you can't call me that. Oh, that'll make it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I never did say anything, and now it's a couple guys on the team to call me Randy, but that's not too many. Who is the most beloved, would you say? Or, I don't know, most famous, or yeah, let's go with beloved. Who's the most uh, uh, beloved Packer? Because, you know, Brett Favre did a nasty deed. Mm hmm. Uh, at least in the hearts of some Packers fans, who's who's the biggest? I think I think Reggie White, big dog. Really? Reggie wow. White. Yeah, I think I think he's one of the the most beloved players in the Packers organization. But I mean, you got you got so many Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Clay. Uh, you, you look at all the players over the year that's been able to have such an impact on that community and also on the team. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys that, that have that that love. Donald Driver. I mean, he's definitely one of them. Well, I'm surprised, though, that uh, that you say – I mean, Reggie White did sort of change the way free agency was regarded. Mm-hmm. He made the Packers relevant again after they had been down for so long. Huh. Interesting. I think it's the way he carried himself as a man, uh, not more so off the field. And, uh, you know, I, I think more people gravitated to him uh, in that aspect. So now we're hearing all this buzz, and I'm sure you don't know that much more. And if you do, please, by all means, share us here, share it with us in Studio 66. But there's buzz about Raji maybe going, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what's going to be. Some big-name fellas, at least, with the Packers. Um what do you think about the the notion of of sort of turning over the roster at this point, and specifically at your position? There's a chance that you Greg Jennings moves on a year ago. Maybe you know, maybe one or two of those receivers moves on as well. Where's your head with all this? Uh, you know, me as a as a player, uh, I, I understand that that's that's not even I'm not even qualified to make those decisions. My 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 check doesn't doesn't cover that that whole. Uh, uh, you know, as far as the players that uh, we keep around or we get rid of, you know, as as a friend to those players, you know, I would love to have them back and be a part of the uh, program and the organization. But that that's above my pay grade to make uh, any any decisions on that. Do you follow this stuff as a fan? Like, for instance, yeah, if, for you sure. guys, if you guys traded for, sure. for Patrick Peterson, like, yeah. would you go nuts? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love to play with Patrick Peterson. I, I think he's definitely one of the top corners in the game. I would love to go against him and practice every day and better myself. That's an interesting point, Rank, because I think that's what I what I've deduced over the last. I got a years. question for Randall. Sorry well, I'm to in interject. The middle of speaking. <laughs> I got a question here, and I just got to find out. He was talking about Patrick Peterson, as you guys know, is my homeboy from the draft. You know? Is he? Yeah, but you know, I me and Patrick go way back. I got Patrick a question. Peterson has a lot no of talk. idea who he is. <laughs> of course he does. We met up on his cut up. Whatever. Um, there's a lot of talk recently about the Mount Rushmore of NBA greats. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, you play against all the cornerbacks in today's league. Give us your Mount Rushmore of today's, the current cornerbacks Hold in the on. NFL. Okay, I like that question, the ballpark of it, but I don't like the Mount Rushmore. I'm tired of everybody, everybody talking, talking about, about the Mount, Mount Rushmore. Let's think of a better four. What could we do? We could do Fantastic the Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah. I'm a Fantastic DC guy. Four. Connect Four. Connect four corners. Connect four, connect four corners. The four golden pieces. Uh, well, Any other I haven't good played quartet? against everybody. Like I haven't. I, I still haven't went up against Revis. Uh, I haven't played against Revis to huh. know. I mean, I've studied him on film and, and watching him on film. He's definitely, you know, he, he's definitely a lockdown guy. Uh, Joe Hayden, I think, is one of the guys up there. Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson. Uh, I, I think those would be my top four. That's that's out right now. Uh, that's an interesting list. I'm I'm also curious about this. Fans, I think. Casual people, casual fans will think, "Oh, I'm going up against the the Buccaneers this uh, this weekend." Mm-hmm. Oh, so so you're going to be locked up with Darrell Revis. Realistically, though, no. 
how often does if you're going against the Packers, how many snaps would you say? What percentage of snaps are you locked up by one guy? Uh, not too often. You know, it depends on the dif- defensive schemes. Um, a lot of the teams are, are zone teams. A lot of teams are uh, zone teams that play a lot more zone than man. And then when it is man, you may see it. Um, you know, maybe thirty percent of the game, maybe forty percent of the game, and. I'm not going to be locked up with the same corner every time. Uh, obviously, uh, we, we like to move around our positions and move around our receivers and put them in different matchups. So uh, I, I won't be locked up on the same guy the whole game most of the time. Does there, Has Richard Sherman ever said anything to you on the field? Because I don't know if you heard. He got a little bit of uh, notoriety <laughs> talking on the field. Just a little bit, I think, right? right? Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, actually, when we played the Seahawks uh, a couple years ago, I was – Coming off of injury, I think I played 10 plays. So The I, fail Mary game. Yeah. yeah, the fail Mary game. I had just came off of injury the week before, so I didn't. I wasn't really in the game plan too much. I think I had 10, 15 snaps, so I, I really didn't go up against him either. I played mostly inside. He's most of the time outside. I don't think he ever comes inside, and I, I, I hardly go outside. That's something that I'm working towards uh, in the future is getting to more of a, a dual uh, receiver. What did you think of the Seahawks run? And I know, of course, there's there's the swagger that goes with being a professional athlete. And beyond that, I'm sure in the locker room there was a lot of buzz. Hey, Rodgers is back. But I do buy. I don't. I don't think it's coincidence that the two teams that everybody said in January, well, these are the two best teams in the NFL, were the Seahawks and 49ers, mm-hmm. and that was because they got right at the right time. They got healthy at the right time. But you guys were also, if you had one or two more regular season games, I feel like, to every for everybody to be together, and yeah. Clay doesn't have the trouble with the with the hand and all this, uh-huh. I feel like you guys were ready to make a deep run there. Was there a, do, do you feel like, man, we left a little meat on the bone between the 15-1 and one season and now this, wow, our, our window, we, we, we could have jumped through and gotten one more Lombardi. Yeah, game. yeah, I think we definitely could have. Uh, you know, w- the way our season went with the injuries and for us to still be able to be able to play offs at 8-7-1 and one and have an opportunity, I-, I think that speaks for itself. Um, but obviously we didn't make enough plays. In uh, the moment where everything counted the most uh, against the 49ers at home, we didn't make enough plays to win that game. They did make enough plays, and they did what they had to do to win, and they they got the win. Oh, man, it would have been better if it had gone to overtime. That's all <laughs> it I It would mean, have. It would have. I was rooting for you. I was hoping it was, they missed that field goal. Oh, I mean, Gosh. for you guys to play in Seattle, that would have been something. I'd love that would have been. You'd have nice. that gunslinger's chance. Yeah. You and Rodgers out there. Yeah. Right out there you, maybe for one game you could take them down. All right, you run. You're going to be on Fancy TV, Randall Cobb. It's a pleasure to meet you. Real quick, do you know what a Packer is? Uh, meat packer. That's correct. Oh yeah, yeah Acme yeah. meat packers. Yeah. Who would win in a fight, a meat packer or a steel worker? Because that's how uh, the, that's the level I have. The Steelers and Packers. I think that would be if there was a. You that's know, how you'd seed them. Yeah, if you seeded them in a big tournament of NFL mascots, I yeah. think the Steeler and Packer would go head to head. Who wins that fight? I think definitely the Packers. I think that's wrong yeah. because the ste- because <laughs> no, the Steeler would have a meter. hard. Yeah. So what? The Steeler has a, a hard hat. All you do is knock it off. Well. Good luck. You can't knock it off. You can't catch him. And he's used to running away from fire all day around that <laughs> molten steel and everything. You no, know? they walk around there. They walk around there. All right. Still we'll something. settle this at a later date. But in the meantime. <laughs> wait, right. wait, we got more time. We have a couple more minutes. Come on. Why are you uh, trying to keep it? Because you're throwing your arms <laughs> around back there like it's time I to wrap I just got word. Up. We got a couple more minutes. So. Oh, oh, all, all right. All right. All right. How does Randall Cobb spend the offseason? I'd like to know the man, not just the football player. <laughs> what are you going to do with yourself? Uh, well, for the most part, I, this, I consider this my vacation. I come out to California. I'm in L.A. here for 
been out here for about a month and a half. I'm going to go down to San Diego for a little over uh, two months. So uh, this is pretty much my off season for the year. Um, don't have any trips planned. I, I kind of want to go to Fiji or Bora Bora before uh, we get back to To OTAs. do what? It seems boring relax. over there, though. It seems like there's nothing to I always yeah. see people's pictures. You want to get one of those ones where you stay in the little hut thing yeah, out on the over water? Yeah, the water. Yeah, it seems it looks cool. cool. I've heard, it looks cool, but it also, people have told me that they don't have cable TV and stuff. Then what? Then That's what are you right. doing? You don't need cable when you got good swimming. company. Oh, I see don't what Tom's talking about. I love the sea, but, you know, it's all right. It's by like by the time it gets dark out, then it's... See, I see I what I would Cobb's... be kind of scared, though. Uh, whenever it gets dark and you're on top of the water and all you hear is, you know, the water splashing and stuff, that would be kind of scary. I can see that. Tsunami. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, but you do... Are you doing acting? Are you getting into that? Weren't you in the Rock of Ages? Yeah, thing? I was in the Rock of Ages. Uh, How did that all come about? Uh, my agency came to me. They were looking for ways to, um, you know, uh, incorporate the NFL, the Super Bowl being in New York, so the Broadway theme. Um, so... Uh, they just came and reached out, and I was anybody that knows me. I'm really random, so I do a lot of random things. Were you time. actually singing? Uh, at the end, yeah, I had a little piece where I came out on stage and and rocked out a little bit. What song was it? I don't even know. You don't even know. They gave you like, here's a glam metal song. Well, I mean, I've learn. heard, yeah, I've heard the song, but you know, it's it's one of those that I don't really listen to 80s rock music. So. What do you mean <laughs> by random? When, when people say you're random. I do, I think really randomly and I do ah. really random things. So like if I see something that looks fun in a random moment, I'll probably go do it. What are your, so would you like to be an actor? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely, I've thought about it, possibly getting into that crossing over. What TV shows? You can retire now. You don't have to go back to the practice. Why don't you start your <laughs> acting stay out career? here and start sure. acting career. Worked out for Jim Brown. He, he still went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Randall Cobb, he made, he went off and made Dirty Dancing. What, <laughs> what TV shows do you like to sit around and watch? Uh, right now, House of Cards has just started season two. Somebody told me a spoiler alert in the hallway, and no, I'm angry about it. No, we don't know. It. You oh, don't no. need to know. Don't tell me. Don't say anything. You didn't see uh, season two yet? Yeah, I just started hey, season two. Oh, only like five not... episodes in. Oh, well, then you know more than I know. Okay, okay. Because yeah. somebody told me something, and I i mean, I don't even want to say it to you, but I kind of want to say <laughs> no, it to you. No, please don't say it to me. Well, why do I have to suffer? Why because do I have to put somebody else through it, too, <laughs> just because you're going through it. I guess you're right. That's mean-spirited on my part. Have you seen True Detective? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I heard that's a good one, it's too. cuckoo, though. Homeland? You watch Homeland? I love Homeland. Homeland's Homeland. a good one, too. You know what? He, uh, he Rank and Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, AJ likes that's it. That's what yeah. you guys should talk yeah. about, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so no. are you caught up on Homeland? Um, no, I'm in season three right now. Okay. I, I kind of stopped because House of Cards came back out, and I, I really enjoyed that one. All right, you'll, if, you'll if, like your, if your brain is that random, maybe you can explain this to me, because I was thinking about this um, yesterday. Why... Are pants pluralized, but shirts are not? Like, I wear a shirt, and you say, well, pants, because you need one pant leg combined, you know, for each leg. Right. But then shouldn't my shirt also be pluralized, because I need one and one. I have two arms. Two what is the point That's of that? Randall Cobb and the rest of the room. Hmm. Anyone have any thoughts, any explanations to that? Well, my I question is, and you guys can chew on this as well, why on earth were buttonfly pants invented what is the point are you serious of having is that a serious question fly pants it well, is a serious question have you never had a um how do i put this delicately have you never had it you've seen something of uh, what am i asking there's a movie called something about mary where ben stiller has an accident with the zipper which means that the button fly is just a little safer. A little safer. I think also. I think also. <laughs> I actually, have a button fly on right now. So. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I own about three or four button flies, and every time it's like, 
Why? Why? Because it's safer. Uh, Think man. about it. It is safer, but come on. If you can't, if you uh, can't figure wear that out. Shirts. Collar. That's a great question. Or ties. What's yeah. a tie for? Oh, easy, Hank. I'm all about the ties. That's oh, right. you've never. I've never Combat seen that. What? A great question, though. Yeah, why, why have a collar on your shirt? It's, it's unnecessary. unnecessary. It serves absolutely no, no purpose. purpose. It doesn't keep me warmer. I mean, it doesn't. Do, what what function does it's, that it's serve? It's for the tie, Tom? though, right? It's for the tie to the go tie. underneath it. I guess tie so. But then, if we but lose then why the tie, the tie? Mm-hmm. that's an it's interesting your, uh, thought. It protects you. Back to buttonfly. From what? I don't like the no, buttonfly. Part of the. Chainmail, like the, like Come the, uh, the <laughs> how do you say this? The suit of armor. Right, that was a right. thousand years ago. I don't think we still need to it, adhere to whatever worked for people symbolic. wearing. Well, I think a lot of that stuff just evolves, and now it's symbolic. Well, I'll say this about the button fly: I'm not a fan of it, and because we why? live in a well, listen, we I, I have I have satellite TV, and people say, why do you have that? Why don't you just whying that is the same as saying like why don't I just watch network TV because there's a better way now you understand so you're saying the button fly is not an evolution of the zipper no 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 the zipper is clearly better than a why is it better there's because of the timing of can I easier can I little quicker oh no no the zipper is quicker yeah that's what I'm saying the The zipper when you run we're like oh I but there's a lot of moving parts that are unnecessary I gotta get oh I gotta I gotta go let me go I gotta run you run through that men's room that you know. All of a sudden, like, oh, I was counting on the timing. Five, four, three, zipper down. Oh, wait a second. Button fly. They're, <laughs> they're like an extra three to eight seconds there so that saying, you may not be ready to account. And there could be problems. So you're saying you should always embrace technology. Well, I, I have a feeling that you're no, about no, no. to try so you're to saying, embarrass I, me. I, and no, I, I can't say I can't believe that you want to put a roof over Lambeau Field. This is <laughs> oh, wow. of all technology. If that's the slippery uh, slope, that is when not, you go, that's, no, that's how it starts. Happen. That's not a technological upgrade. Randall how Cobb, not? how say you about that? That's not an upgrade. That's just, that's. Do you not live in a perfect. house with a roof? Well, that's not, that's football. Me personally, I, I, I like. I like warm weather. I don't like nah. I don't like cold weather. So I would I wouldn't mind having a roof on Lambo, but that would never happen. What but uh, what was that like? Never. So you were in that it was what was the temperature it in that like Niners game? It was like -12. Game? I don't know. It was it was miserably cold. How bad was it? It was really bad. What? Uh, it was worse when you were like on the sidelines because you actually thought about it. When you're in the game, when you're in the moment, you don't really think about it. But when you come to the sidelines, it's like Man, it's really cold out here. Did it ever once, did Rodgers really uh, fire one and, and be like, man, that hurts way worse than this? Well, that's that's the, the reason I wear those, the, the gloves that I wear, it takes the sting off. That's that's the main reason I wear gloves. Is that right? Yeah. So if I get some of those gloves, I could be in the NFL? Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> may have a better chance. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about, uh, but seriously, to go back to, to James Jones, and I'm not trying to put it on him, but... Is, do you feel, I mean, I guess in your own brain, because you're not going to sit around probably and discuss it with Greg Jennings, or maybe you did. Do you guys have conversations like, and, and, and again, the ego. I completely get the ego, the mindset that one must have to reach the highest level of, uh, of football. But do you think, man, to some degree, I am made by Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what you know, what percentage of that? I know that you Aaron Rodgers says, "Hey, Randall Cobb's awesome and that's why I look good. Greg Jennings makes me look good." But do you feel like, man, walking away from Aaron Rodgers is maybe not a great move. Perfect maybe for the bank account that's great, but if I want to put up numbers, it's it's tough to walk away from yeah, this guy. Yeah, definitely for to an extent, for sure. I, I think definitely he does make us a better player. I mean, I, I think it works both ways though. I mean, 
if he's throwing the ball and I'm not catching it, he's probably not going to throw the ball my way. Uh, so it, it does definitely work both ways, but he does make you a better player whenever you're on the field with him. What was it like your rookie season then? You're playing the Giants. You're 15-1 and one in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, playing in that game in Lambeau. Hakeem Nix just before the half catches the Hail Mary. And that was that was really like the poor 10 of uh, this. This the game isn't going well. Wow, now they get that touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah. While the Packers really might lose this. And then the story sort of became, wow, the, the, the guys aren't catching the passes as much as they normally do. Was mm-hmm. that a discussion after that game? Was there? We don't even watch film on that game. Um, you know, that, that's just hard to watch because we know how big of a year that was for us in the regular season to get to the playoffs and have that chance and not capitalize and it just seemed like everything that week leading up to that game went wrong uh you know we had so much uh other things that was going on and uh you know we we, we had a coach lose the a tragedy, son that week right, yeah. all that so stuff, it was yeah. it was just like a down week for us in preparation we get to the game and it just it just didn't seem right nothing seemed right Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Really went right. that, that, you know, the shame of it for a football fan is that that game, I mean, the Giants beat the Patriots and all that. But if you guys would have played the Patriots, it would have been the 31st and 32nd ranked defenses against, I'm not sure statistically, but two of the more dominant offenses. Mm-hmm. What, what would the final score of that one have been? Oh, it would have been through the roof probably. <laughs> that would have been went. the best. I yeah, predicted 132 been, to 129. That would be one of those <laughs> fantasy owners' dream games right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, last question, Randall. Cobb is uh, are you a UK hoops fan I am yeah I'm a big hoops fan what do you think about uh, about what's coming oh, up here man in next month? we're man right now we're we're falling by the wayside hopefully we can pull things together and this is usually how it goes uh for Kyler Perry's teams he, you know what when, when he has a lot of freshman guys out there um if we can just find a way to get in the tournament and hopefully make a run in the tournament, I but can't believe it. What I mean, they have so much, so much talent. It's so much that, talent, but they're so young. But and, Julius Randle, that body type, yeah, in, yeah. In, in this day and age where a lot of kids leave if they're really talented, mm-hmm. there's nobody who should be able to bang with him. Come yeah. tournament time, if you guys just get in there, just get him in the blocks and, exactly. and let him dominate. Yeah, right? I think it has a lot to do with mentality too, the uh, the mental approach, and I, I think Calipari does a great job with that, uh, and he has done a great job with that over the years of getting guys mentally prepared prepared and mentally ready uh, going into that tournament time. All right, when last thing. Go ahead. Randall. I was going to say, whoa, when you're... You, guys are, you guys are overshooting it here. What? Give you guys a couple more minutes. Randall's got to go. <laughs> you it's said no because I don't, don't want to let him go and then have you say, oh, no, no, you got four more minutes to ask your Ashley Judd question. Go ahead. <laughs> ask <no>. your question. <laughs> but, as a, but as a football recruit, do they bring you down and be like, oh, look, oh, your seat just happens to be next to Ashley <laughs> Judd. Like they no, no, they they actually we put they put us um, uh, the football recruits about midway up, so we're not right there by the court. All right, um, all right. Listen, Randall Cobb, you go, go do fancy TV work. <laughs> let your outfit, you know, you can't beat the outfit, so you're ready to well, go on you. that front. It. I can tell, obviously, from talking to you, you have some insight to share. Now go into, but then don't do like Earl Thomas. I'm telling, I told all the Seahawks this last week. Fine, Earl Thomas wants to tweet out, "Hey, I'm back to working out." That's his business. I want you to have an off season, yeah, all right? Yeah. I don't want this to be 12 months a year. Uh-huh. Make it nine months a year, all nine right? Months. I, okay. I, got you. I want you to, go to enjoy. Fiji. All, I'm enjoying. Go it. to Fiji, yeah, through March, and then then you can start getting back into football. I got you. Does that sound I good? I got you. Sounds right, good. David, All right, we can kibitz more about Randall Cobb at a later date. Black Tie promised us a little while ago the return of the shout-out. Now, if you're a newcomer to the show, Black Tie... 
about eight months or a year ago, started something that fe- felt like to all of us had great legs. He was doing shout outs to people, but not to just a specific friend of his in his life, just random people he thought deserved shout outs in the world as he went through it. Black tie at long last. Get back to it. The black tie shout out. It's time for black tie shout outs. I like to give a shout out to a shout out to. I just want to give a shout out But if you do this, you understand you got to do one every show now. Oh, come on, guys. People See, look this, forward this, to this, it. Let me tell you what happens. All right. It's kind of like the HCL podcast intro. You know, they started off with like the little, you know, customized intro. I don't even know episode. what that means. I've never listened to one. And now they just go with the generic HCL podcast. Around the now. league podcast. Yeah, they used to have about? a little bit at the top of the show, but. You know, too much eventually, work. it runs out. If you want good quality stuff, eventually it's going to run out. It's kind of like American Dad. If you guys watch Is American it? Dad in the first two seasons, in their pre-intro, they always have a new newspaper headline. After, like, season two, they kind of stopped, you know? And it's kind of like, you know what? You ever, if it's not good, we're just not going to do it anymore. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever watched The Daily Show? I Not as much, no. Okay, Jon Stewart somehow finds a way to be funny every night. Well, he, Have you seen South Park? Guys, Still as I, funny I, as ever. I You're tell like, you what. I can't know. I don't know how I can come. I'm not paid to write comedy, you know. I'm not, it's not my job. So I, I try to do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a guy who has a future I like in that life. <laughs> People who make announcements <laughs> like that usually don't. Are, you probably already know yeah, that, yeah. That, that announcement. You knew the answer before the announcement was right. made. All right, go ahead. Bro. All right, guys. Your so shout out. out and just to give some backstory and shout outs, it's just me appreciating jobs that people don't get a lot of love for. You know, ah. some of the best highlights were you know people who used to work in the bathrooms and give you a little <laughs> hand towel after right after uh, you come out the stall. It's, it's like, also a good reminder. Yes, the reason that Black Tie started doing this was because his heart went out to, like he says, the public bathroom attendant who gives you the paper <laughs> towel and having to stand in a in a dirty toilet for four hours to make a living is terrible. Garbage man, all those terrible jobs. And the reason black tie felt an affinity for them was because poor black tie is stuck behind the glass having to listen to us talk about football. He <laughs> equated that with, with one of those, I know how it is having to do what you guys have to do, having to listen to these idiots talk. <laughs> and that was sincere when he said that too, which I found to be so outrageous that it amused me. All right, go ahead. All right, guys. My shout-out this week goes to, well, this year, I guess, or this season, goes to trainers, fitness trainers. As you guys know, I don't know if you guys ever worked with trainers before, but their job is to get people, overzealous people who think, you know what, this is the I've year. I've never had a trainer, but I but I did know that that was their function. <laughs> this is the year they that, you know. train, right? This is the year I'm going to, you know, hit that fitness goal, you know, drop that 20 pounds, put on that muscle, get that six-pack. A lot of I I don't know the exact numbers as you guys know I do a lot of my research on the, on the shadows I don't know, I don't know the exact numbers but I mean that's probably like a twenty percent success rate they go once or twice never come back it's tough having to deal with new clients all the time you know it's like th- the one thing about the show is that at least I get to deal with check all the time I know what you're about I know what know what's coming for the most part. But trainers have to deal with new customers. But you customers. don't like any of it. Everything I say, how about this? Nah, I don't think that'll work. That's not a good trainers idea. Trainers have to deal with new customers every time who are just filling it at the moment and they never actually, you know, act, never actually pull through. So my shout-out goes to those guys, and especially this was inspired by a super listener. We have Neil Dutton. We have Sarah Peters. We have a lot of super listeners to the show. We have a new super listener. Not on Twitter. This was in person. Chase Good. 
a trainer at LA Fitness here in Los Angeles. Met up with one of my co-workers, and he loves the show. Big Damshek podcast listener. I don't even know the name of the show again. Dave Damshek football program podcast listener. He knows the whole crew, ATL crew, everyone. So big shout-out to Chase Good, super listener. I hope you're uh, pumping those uh, those dumbbells, getting that work in. And uh, maybe, I'll come out, maybe I'll come out for a little uh, workout session because I am is trying he, to get. Chase Good is the is best it? name Chase ever good. for a trainer. That's right. Chase right. Good. That's what, you want, that's what you want your trainer to be doing is Chase Good. Have that on the back of your jacket. Yeah, I chase good. <laughs> I like that. It's pretty I epic. Don't, I don't, the thing I don't understand is, you know, I, I often talk about the lunch lady syndrome that if you, you know, if you, everybody wants to have a little bit of power in the world. People mm-hmm. desire to have some sway. And if you're if you're the uh, you're the highest level you've reached is being a lunch monitor. Do they have those in in England? Yeah, handsome? Right, at school, a, a dinner. Haven't lady. you even yeah. seen yeah. the video for the wall? Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, those are mean. Those ones are mean. They're not women, though. They're they like, just slop it out there. They're mean men, yeah. yeah. But the lunch monitors in most, or at least in the schools I always went to growing up, they were they were like middle-aged women, and they were really mean. You know, they, they didn't yeah, yeah. seem to have any affection for children, which you would think would be a requirement. And, they, you know, they wielded their power too severely in my book. I didn't care for their way. but I, And I don't want to be in that club, even though they were more powerful than I was at the time. Now, same oh. thing at the gym. I don't want when I go to the gym. I I see that there's a click there, but I, it's not a it's you not a no group. I don't want to you know this thing of going to the gym and making friends with other people seems very weird to me. Yeah, and but you don't nece- I don't necessarily buy that they are actually all friends together because they often are there. You know, they're, and they're all sweaty and disgusting. Who wants to talk and to they're, anybody? They're, they, but they're very much like they're comparing stuff. In an unpleasant way. Yeah. I don't, That's yeah, the I don't want to be around them. And when the social club starts congregating around, like, one of them apparatuses or something, you're like, hey, guys, you know, um, you're going to sit here by the peck deck all day, or can somebody actually work in on the this? The peck deck. deck. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> it is. And that, that's what it's called. Uh, I like... I, you know, it's a funny thing to me. Yeah, the the guys who there's they're obviously guys who lift weights live in a different reality. Guy, you know, hardcore weightlifters, the guys that are super jacked up guys, they live in a different reality than I do. But their reality also includes uh, the perception that that women, I guess, like their long hair still. Right. It's like it's 2014, fellas. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the on. news. Conan the Barbarian is uh, 35 years old, I believe, in the theaters. My my favorite guy is the guy, because there are those guys, but then there's also the guy who is lifting the weights at the same time as those guys and with those guys, but isn't jacked, but walks and moves as if he is. <laughs> yes. there's, there's always one of those guys, you're like, uh, no, you, I get it with you and you and you, yeah, you're all jacked. But this guy is just a normal looking guy, but he like has that kind of waddle kind of thing like look at me i can't really back exactly. there are a lot of people yes women there, there there are a number of women that you'll when you go to the beach wear bikinis and it's that uh, phenomenon where they've lost probably 30 or 40 pounds so they feel right. good for so they're a better version of what they once were so they want to share that with the world and and, and you know cynically you can't help but observe yeah, you still got another 30 or 40 to go. To go. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not home yet, yeah. but I know you're feeling good, but it doesn't mean that the, that my eyeballs want to join in on your right. uh, on your uh, transformation here, or at least just yet. There are a lot of guys at the gym who have that same thing. The way they walk around with their swagger, it's like, hey, you still got a pot belly. I know I've right. been seeing you in here. And the guy who's running for, it's not just the guy who's in the clique. There's, there's this thing of being the gymnasium mayor. 
that they're like a couple or or three guys I could describe for you who glad hands with everybody. How empty is this character's life outside of the gymnasium that he feels like he has a, and I'm a jerk because I don't say hello to them. They they want to make eye contact, and I just put my head down like I'm on my cell. What do I? What do I? What are you and I going to do? Where does this? Where yeah, does well, this take exactly. us? This is just gonna, the, the furthest this relationship's going to go is good morning. Yeah, well, not for some of these. I'm not even uh, going to go there, but that's as far as I would ever dare take it. Oh, they want to talk, and they want to do a whole thing about you know whatever their workout is, and then they want to get. I no, thank you. Listen, I want to get in here and get out of here. Speaking of which, let's get out of here now. Handsome, you're going to Indianapolis. I am. Have uh, a terrific gonna, time. I'm going to watch um, the next episode of True Detective. So don't spoil anything for me. I know. I, I was am going gonna... to watch the next episode of True Detective on the way. So. We could maybe talk about that next week. Boy, heavy stuff. That's all I'm going to say. Rank hasn't started watching it at all yet. Neither is Black Tie. Handsome Hank is an episode behind, but it continues to I'm be spellbinding. I, I got the first one downloaded. Oh, do you? I'm ready to go. Because Justified's preempted. This is where we're recording on Tuesday. So Justified's preempted. I might jump into it tonight. I'll, I think you should. Tuesday I'll tell night. You, I bet you if you start it tonight, I bet you'll be up to date. Start downloading the others. You've got to get through. There's a pacing to it that you have to adjust to. But I think by the end of the second episode, you'll be you'll be ready to go. And you'll want to consume all the episodes that are there. All I'm saying is right turn. That's all. Uh, just get ready don't, for it. Don't, don't, don't. Don't tell me don't. <laughs> I'll do as I please. I spoiled nothing for you there. That's all I'm going to say, but just get ready. Just get ready. It's getting heavier and heavier as we go along here. All right, Black Tie's now out just blatantly on his cell phone, just trying to make plans. Soon as they're done, I'll get out of here. I'll come meet you for uh, for a hot dog or whatever. I don't know what he does with himself. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back. Are we doing another podcast this week, Black? We Tide? are. I won't be around. I'm going on vacation. No, I'm playing. I'm going. I'm uh, going to be a combine. Starting. Oh, you're going to combine yep. as well. Yes, but uh, well the gold standard would be uh, manning the uh, the board while I'm away for Thursday's episode featuring uh, Bucks defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. So that should be fun. He's oh, a fun we do guy. have Gerald McCoy coming yep. in here. Yeah, we do. He's a fun guy. Loves movies. He actually wants to act when he's done with his career. Spent last couple of days last offseason with him at the Hollywood boot camp. He's uh, Ooh, maybe I'll maybe uh yeah, well I'll, I'll be the judge of whether or not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll do a uh, movie scene or he two. Did a couple him. of action uh, action scenes um last last offseason. I would say this also combine show with DJ on Bucky Matt Money Smith follow at NFLcom live will be bringing to you two different feeds showing off the combine. Every player, every drill. It's going to be a good time. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you real quick, Black Tight. This was a great line from him and I don't trust him to repeat it. He says to me as we're coming into the studio, hey, you've seen the Lego movie, right? I said, yeah, I took uh, I took the kids to see it last weekend. And he said, oh, yeah, I saw it too. Now, of course, Black Tie has no children, so it's a right. little little weird that he's going <laughs> to see the Lego even. movie. Yeah, I don't know why he's yeah. going to see the Lego movie, but fine. That's his business. He said, uh, I said, what do you think? He said, what do you think? I said, I thought it was very funny. It was one of those ones. I, he said, well, it's one of those ones that has the uh, some jokes in there for the for the parents and everything. But, yeah, I thought it was clever and looked uh, looked great. What do you think, Black Tie? Uh, I didn't uh, – kind of, uh, actually, you know what? You you give me the exact line. Black well, I, you know, I said I gave it 20 minutes. It yeah. wasn't what I expected, so I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how you said it, but, yeah, it wasn't what I expected. It's a, it's an animated movie about, Lego. about Legos. What the, what was what? it that you didn't expect? What what part of that well, it was, it was, wasn't wasn't delivered in your estimation? It was a bit childish for him. 
What happened in the movie? Expecting more adult content. It starts, it's all Legos, doing Lego <laughs> stuff, and that's it. Well, and that's say, the movie. Let's say I had a friend who wanted, who's in a animated movies, and I was like, you know what? That's cool. It has Batman in it. So, you know, worlds collide. Let's go check it out. And that's all I knew going into the movie. And uh, but Chris Pat was a uh, was a lead uh, lead actor as well. Other than that, I was like, you know what? It just wasn't for me. Twenty minutes in, so I fell asleep the rest of the way. And you stayed asleep for an hour plus. Uh, in and out of sleep, yes, pretty much. I couldn't I couldn't really help it. I was it was a tired. I was very tired that day. Probably even podcasting earlier. <laughs> Listen to you guys. I it love does that. Look exhausting. Even if what he, you put in behind the glass there, just rocking back and forth on your chair. Even if he tries, to, right? Yeah. So apparently, even if he tries to see a movie, he's incapable. Yeah. His eyeballs will not allow it. No wonder he's seen yeah, nothing him, since two thousand. All that rocking in a chair, like Leo yeah. Mazzoni from the nineteen nineties. <laughs> just <laughs> tell you what, too though, much. I find it extremely weird that this movie is, did not get more pub than it's getting right now. You guys probably have heard of it. It's the Liam Neeson new movie, Nonstop. And it's going to be terrible. It's going to be a terrible action movie. But it's Liam Neeson on a plane, being a federal agent. That I mean, come on, you got to at least watch that. I mean, Liam Neeson's career has is, booned in terms of. Well, it's, it's like taking on a plane. How, how are you not watching that? It's just, him and just it's him it. and the K Dog. Like somebody just runs. They they write a movie like an action thriller. First calls to Liam Neeson. He's not available. Okay, get Costner on the phone. Don't That's you... the only two guys who are on these movies. Well, wow. I'd love to indulge this conversation. Kevin and I are dear friends now. What are you talking about? You're talking about the, me and the K-Dog. Yeah. We go way back. Wow. We're Cal State Fullerton Illuminaries. He Luminaries. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, it's a, it's a, I was thinking of Illuminati. I was going to say Cal State Fullerton Illuminati. Or alumni. I just made it, I or just alumni. Made it, I just, any of those words. It's a mashup. Sue me, whatever. Um, speaking of that, black tie, we got to get that out there. The conversations with Paul and Costner, Aaron Paul, and uh, and Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yep. Oh, we oh, what a time we had. We will, we uh, will. Sometime in March, look out for it. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, we only did them two months ago already, so yeah. it's got to. These things have to be produced properly. They want, Damashek. they want as many eyes on the March Madness tournament as possible when they sneak these out. <laughs> All right, enough's enough. Thanks to Randall Cobb was delightful. Random Cobb. Random Cobb, yeah, I like that's, that. That's, I think, his nickname now. That's a good new nickname <laughs> for him. Yeah, he's, he's random with all sorts of But nobody came up with a good answer for the pantaloons. Why are they Why are they plural? Maybe that's how we give away Marcus Allen. Best answer for why pants are plural. Okay, okay. Gets Marcus Allen. I, You know, okay, so one, Rank is taking Blake Bortles to the Brea Improv for February 28th at 8 p.m. 26th. 26th. All right, that's one. Blake Bortles, goodbye. Next, do we want to give away best answer gets MJD and best question gets Marcus Allen? We'll figure it all out. All right, drop us a line with the hashtag. Blake Bortles is spoken for. He'll be at the Bray Improv, whoever goes to see Rank. And uh, that's up to him, how he how you dispense it from there. That's up to you. Leave but, him in the bathroom. No, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, be, I'll, be on, I'll be on stage. I, like I want the idea. somebody to yell out. No, put Bortles, put Bortles like in uh, in Godfather in the, in the Brooklyn Italian place where uh, <laughs> Michael Corleone finds the gun. You know, oh, yeah. back behind the thing. That's where the picture is. Yeah. That's it. It's in the third stall up behind the thing. You'll find it. It's one of those old uh, commodes with the handle on it. You know? Done and done. I'll come out and I'll be like, by the way. And Tessio. The, uh... Tessio. Remember, he's like, <laughs> Tessio's like, yeah, it's got one of those old, uh, yeah, I know, I know the, the joint. Good food. Good, uh, quiet place. People mind their own business. Perfect. All right. This is now turned into a, a marathon. 
We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.